John chapter 20. And, and my message is titled, Peace Be With You. Turn to somebody real quick and tell them, Peace Be With You. What you just told them are the words of Jesus in Scripture. Turn to somebody else real quick with a smile. Peace be with you. <laughs> Chapter 20, verse 19, and you can listen or you can follow along. On the evening of that day, on the evening of that day, that, that Sunday, that third day, the evening, like now, on the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, peace be with you. Hold on, I don't think you got that. The doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. And Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, peace be with you. Verse 20, when he said this, he showed them his hands where the nails went in. He showed them his side where the Roman soldier drove the sword through his side. And then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again a second time, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I'm sending you. Meaning I'm going to give you a testimony. You've been behind locked doors, but I'm going to give you a testimony. Peace be with you. And he goes on to say in verse 22, and when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. And now skipping down to verse 26, eight days later, just a little over a week, his disciples were inside again and Thomas was with them who we also know as Doubting Thomas. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them. Let me go back one more time because this is eight days later and they have still locked the doors in fear. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, a third time, he said, peace be with you. And twice, Jesus chose not to use the door. Twice. Matter of fact, he chose not to use the entrance three times. The first time he skipped over the entrance was early morning at the grave. When you look through the Gospels, you come to this understanding that when Mary Magdalene showed up early in the morning, she witnessed the ground shaking and the angel descended from heaven. Scripture says it was like light when the angel came down and put his hands on the tomb, the stone, and rolled the stone away. And when he rolled the stone away, he climbed up and sat on top of the stone. And the Bible says that the two soldiers fainted. Scripture specifically says they fell like they were dead men because they had never seen anything like that. And they were pretty sure that the stone had been sealed. And they passed out. 
But nowhere in scripture and nowhere in the gospels does it tell us that when the stone was rolled away, Jesus walked out. Well, I've come to believe that Jesus didn't need the stone to be rolled away in order to step out of the grave. The stone was rolled away so that we could go in and see that the grave is empty and death is defeated. And then he shows up again that night and the doors were locked. <clears throat> Meaning that he would have had to knock and ask for someone to open the door. And most likely, they were in an upper room. The doors were locked. But scripture says he just showed up and came in. Because Jesus doesn't move in the natural. He moves in the supernatural. Jesus is that superhero that we've always wanted in our lives. That shows up whenever he wants to show up. And, and, and then a third time, eight days later, Scripture reveals to us again that once again they had locked the doors in fear of the Jews, in fear of the Sadducees, and in, in fear of the Pharisees. They had locked the doors in fear of religion because religion is condemning, but Jesus is life-giving tonight for you. And although the doors were locked, he shows up again, right? Can you imagine? The doors are locked. You've seen him once. And all of a sudden, he just shows up again. You know, there was a disciple named James the Lesser, considered to be one of the younger ones, considered to be very sensitive to the things of God. And I can imagine James looking over to John. Didn't we lock the doors? <laughs> he did it again, man. He's just standing right beside me. I don't even know how. Well, here's what I believe that Jesus wanted us to understand as to why he needs no door. Because in John chapter 10, it says this, verse seven, Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. And he says it again, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I come that you might have life and life more abundantly. Jesus is the door, so he doesn't need any door to make his way to you. There is no door that can shut him out of your life. You can shut yourself away in fear. You can shut yourself away in doubt. You can shut yourself away in uncertainty. But Jesus, the resurrected Savior, shows up. Because he's the door. He's the new entryway. And with Jesus at the door, you can go in and out. And peace be with you. Because he's the door. Peace be with you. You don't have to be shut away in despair, shut away in loneliness. You don't have to lock yourself in to the woes of life, wondering what's next, because there's a new doorway, and it is Jesus Christ. Yes, the enemies come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus dealt with that guy. He dealt with the devil. 
He dealt with him when he went to the cross. And Jesus has the power and the authority. I want you to understand this power and this authority that Jesus has. The scripture gives it to us. It says in Hebrews chapter 2, and Pastor Teresa read from it this afternoon, but I had to go back to it because this really helps us understand this amazing, amazing resurrection story. It says, since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, the children being us, since therefore we, we are flesh and blood. Can I get an amen? amen? He himself likewise, Jesus likewise, partook of the same things. He became flesh and blood that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death. That in his death he might destroy the one who has the power of death. That is the devil has been destroyed. And to deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. If Jesus didn't show up in that room, the disciples would have lived a life of slavery behind locked doors in fear, in doubt, in loneliness, and in despair. But thank God for the grace and the mercy of Jesus that just shows up. And he goes to the cross. And he defeats the power of death. You got to understand something about the power and the authority of Jesus Christ and who he is and in his might. It's all there. It's all there with the cross. It's all there. All in three days, it happened. He died on Friday. You know that. Can I get an amen? amen. He died on Friday. And he willingly died. He said, it is finished. I've paid the sin debt. Everything that you've done wrong, I took it to the cross. I bore your sins. I wore them. They stripped me of my tunic and I put on a new outfit, your sin. And they laid him in a tomb. The disciples didn't show. They were afraid. They had locked themselves in a room, as we just read. He died Friday, then comes Saturday. Saturday. Saturday must have been a long day. Anybody ever had a Saturday where it was just silent? Where you feel like you just don't hear nothing? You have no idea what's going on. Can I get an amen? Saturday was silent. No Jesus in the grave. But in his silence, Jesus is always working. In his silence, he's always in control. Shh. I can't imagine that feeling of, of being with Jesus in the flesh for, for three years. And suddenly Saturday, it's silent and they don't see him no more. He just left us. He's gone. You don't see him. And you're wondering what's going on. And you don't like the silence. You don't like the feeling of being alone. But trust me when I say in the silence, God is still working. In the silence, God is still in control. And not too long after 
He rose from the grave. John went on to be a great apostle. And Jesus gave him a revelation explaining what happened in the silence on a Saturday as we wait saying, God, where are you? Are you there? But God is always working and God is always in control. And he gave John a revelation. He said to John, he said, do not fear. I am the first and the last. I am the living one, he said. He said, I died. He gives a quick summary to John to understand what happened through the course of three days. He said, I died. Behold, I now live forevermore. And I have the keys. I have the keys. I have the keys to death and hell. Listen to me. Jesus has the keys. Peace be with you. Jesus has the keys to, to death and hell. Peace be with you. Jesus has the keys to everything that comes with death. You see, it's because of our sin that there is death. For the wages of sin is death. But when Jesus went to the cross, he took the keys too. This is why it's good news. This might be news that maybe you've never heard before because a lot of people still think that the devil has the keys. The devil's been wearing me down. The devil's coming at me. He's, he's coming at me with lies and, and death and he's coming at me with sin. He's, he's coming at me with hell itself. No, 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 no. Listen to me. You got it all wrong. Jesus, his word says in Revelation chapter one, he has the keys to death and hell. He's got the keys. You know what that means? This is what that means. Jesus is not interested in letting you in. He is passionate about keeping you out. So he holds the keys. He stands in the way of darkness. He stands as the light of Christ. He has the keys. Scripture says this. I know I'm going to a lot of scripture, but you need to understand this and know that it comes from the word. It says this, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me in Isaiah 61 because the Lord has anointed me, talking about Jesus, to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and opening of the prison to those who are bound. That's Jesus. It's in the word. Peace be with you. He has the keys. So he's come to proclaim freedom. Whatever's kept you bound, you are free. I, I have the keys. What, it, what, it, what is it? What is it? Is it? Is it addiction? I have the key to that. Be free in the name of Jesus. What, what is it? Is it jealousy? You just, you're, you're angry? I have the key and I will set you free from that prison of jealousy. Well, well, Chris spoke about it tonight. Addiction to pornography. He said, is that your prison? Jesus has the keys. The devil doesn't have the keys. Jesus has the keys. I'm going to open the door and I'm going to unlock the door. Now you come out and walk with me. I've come to set the captives free. And every prison that you've been locked up in, 
every door. It don't matter what kind of bolt it is. Jesus has the key. You see, this is, this is the good news of Jesus Christ. This is why he was able to step into the room and go, peace be with you. I have the keys. You're fighting depression, peace be with you. I have the keys. We're going to open that prison door tonight. I'm angry. I'm just really angry. Peace be with you tonight. That prison door of anger is going to be open tonight. I'm lonely. I'm by myself. Peace be with you, brother. Peace be with you, sister. Jesus has the key and he's going to open that prison door and you're going to be free tonight in the name of Jesus. The devil had to surrender the keys over the course of three days. It came to the realization that Satan had to bow and that he was to be subject under the feet of Jesus Christ. And for every believer that says yes to Jesus Christ, Jesus comes in and he, he sets up his home in our heart. He puts up residence. He, he takes up residence in our heart, which means the very one who holds the keys is the very one that dwells inside of me, which means if the devil is under his feet, then that means he's under my feet too. And there is no prison that the enemy can keep you and I in as long as Jesus has the keys. Peace be with you. Jesus has the keys. Peace be with you. Prison doors are opening right now in the name of Jesus. Peace be with you. Nothing can get in the way of the plan of God that he has for you. He holds the keys. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Life, nor death. No angel, no demon. Nothing this present day and nothing in this future. Nothing, no height, no depth. Nothing in all creation can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Nothing can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Be free in the name of Jesus. Be free in the name of Jesus. Every prison door open tonight. We're going to pray. We're going to pray that every person here would know the peace of Jesus Christ. The peace of our Savior. The peace of the risen Savior. It doesn't matter. You may have locked yourself away in despair. Some of you tonight may have locked yourself away in your own pride. Locked away in your own selfishness. Some of you tonight, you come only once in a while. Because only a little sprinkle of Jesus is good enough for you. Why would you not take hold 
of Jesus Christ who has conquered sin, death, and he even has the keys to hell. This is why we talk about this unconditional love and this amazing grace that says, <laughs> before you get there, try getting through me. I love you. Peace be with you. Everyone gets to go out tonight with the peace of Jesus Christ. Peace be with you. And if you hear me and you're still saying, I have no peace, I want to pray for you. Every child, every teenager, every young adult, every college student, every mom, dad, grandparent, uncle, aunt, it's time for your freedom. Prison doors are going to be open. This is to come forward. And it's, it's symbolic of you and I saying yes to Jesus. Yes, I've been in a prison. I need a savior who's going to unlock every door that's kept me bound. Prison doors are going to be open in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When Jesus rose from the grave, for every believer in faith, we have resurrection life with him. We're made a new person. When we receive his forgiveness, when we say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. And that, that's true repentance when we receive the forgiveness that Jesus has to offer. And repentance is when we, we were going one way away from God and we turn and we go the other way. We go to God. That's, that's where we get that word repentance. And every single person here that has come forward, you took a bold step. Prison doors are going to be open for you in the name of Jesus. I believe it, my brothers and sisters. And he did it for a lot of people here behind you. And so we stand with you. And these are genuine tears, my sister. These are genuine tears. Oh, praise God. Pray this prayer with me. I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of my sins. I've locked myself away for way too long. I receive you as the door of my life, as my savior. Thank you for dying, dying on the cross for my sins. And I believe in faith that you rose again on the third day. And tonight, I rise with you, Jesus. I rise as a new person. I am born again. Jesus, I ask you to unlock every prison, every door that has stood in my way. Set me free. Make me whole. In your name I pray. Amen. Now listen, you know the prison that you've been in. I want you to pray now. I want you to open up your mouth on your own and just begin to pray. Jesus, you have the key. Set me free from this prison. And you know what it is. You know what addiction it is. You know what your struggle is. You know what situation. You know the angerness that you've been wrestling with. You know the bitterness, the unforgiveness in your heart. But say, Jesus, you have the key. Open this prison that I've been in right now. Church, extend your hand right now. They're praying. And we pray with them right now. Every voice counts right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Just begin to lift up your voice. Prayer team, I just need you to rest a hand on the shoulder. We have a prayer team up here. Just rest a hand on the shoulder if you can get to somebody. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God, I thank you 
You set the captives free. You set the captives free. I thank you, Lord God, for the power that you have. Your mighty hand, your strong, outstretched arm right now, may it be extended. May it reach every heart now that has been wounded, every heart now that has been trapped, every heart now that has been in a prison, every mind that has been in a prison. Lord, I ask for freedom right now in the name of Jesus. You have the keys, oh God. You have the keys. And I thank you, Jesus, because prison doors are opening right now. I thank you for healing. And we come against the lies of the enemy. We come against every tactic of the enemy. We thank you, Lord, because you have crushed the enemy's plan to destroy their lives. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.